like deadlifting like crazy serious. Obviously, I had pulled 430 <laughs> at the beginning of the summer. Hadn't been doing like much deadlift training to really prep for that. You just said, hey, we're pulling five tomorrow. I said, all right, fuck it, I'm in. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Super More Bros Podcast, hosted by your favorite brother duo, I'm Mitch. And I'm Matt. Where each week we bring you a dope guest or equip you with the skills to live life at the highest level. Welcome back to another episode of the Super More Bros podcast. Today we're talking about everybody's favorite lift. If it's not your favorite lift, you're probably a fucking sissy. It's the deadlift. Mitch, talk to us about deadlifts, dude. When when's the first time you remember deadlifting? To be honest, I don't fully remember the exact first time that I deadlifted. Um, I I mean, the main thing that I remember um, first thing about deadlifts is that you know our high school coach never had us deadlift. You know, our high school strength coach was like, nah, like deadlifts bad. You know, you hurt your back. Blah 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 blah. Um, which I think is probably the mainstream uh, thoughts around deadlifts still, even to this day, I think it's coming around, but um, yeah, I mean, we, we never did it. You know, when we, I started lifting eighth grade um, primarily for sports and we had a strength coach at our high school and man, yeah, I don't remember ever touching a deadlift. We did, we did uh bench and squat and clean everybody, and every high school strength coach, man, they love the power clean for some reason. But to be honest, like I think there is more risk potential in a power clean than there is a deadlift, even when done correctly. Like honestly, even when done correctly, I think there are way more things that could go wrong in a power clean than a deadlift. But um, yeah, I really didn't start deadlifting until probably my freshman year of college. So I remember when I was at, I went to Purdue and um, I remember deadlifting and texting you about hitting a deadlift PR, which really everything was a PR at that point in, li- in my life because I never had deadlifted before. Um, so you I deadlifted, days. it was at Purdue's. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the early days when everything's a PR, you know, the newbie gains, you're like, oh, yeah, PR every fucking day I hit, go in the gym because I'm doing lifts I've never done every before. Week. No. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I I do clearly remember now that I think about it a little, little more, lifting at the Purdue Rec Center. They actually had a nice rec center for just the students there. They had just built it recently. And, um yeah, so I just went in one day and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna I'm gonna deadlift and see what I can hit." And I remember hitting four twenty five, I believe, um, was the, like the first real deadlift that I remember. That was actually on a straight bar, um, and it was all fucking back, dude. Hips straight up. You know, my my hamstrings were so weak, my legs were so weak, like hips kicked up all back. I remember my lower back was so tight leaving that day. And I was just like, you know, this is what deadlifts are. Like, you know, <laughs> it's a lower back exercise. <laughs> this is a lower back exercise and I'm, and I'm cool with it. Um, I hit 425, you know, I mean, I had never touched 425 on any other lift because you can obviously do more on deadlift than anything else. 
So I was pumped, you know, 425, it was great. But my lower back felt like absolute ass. So that's really the first time I remember deadlifting. But how about you? I think that just to touch on that, you said this is what deadlifting is. That's that's what most people think. Like they do it one time and it's shitty. Like I think it's like reflection of what Hermosi was just talking about with experience. Like people think they deadlift once and they, oh, this deadlifts are bad for your back. I can tell. No, we've been deadlifting for years now, and I can sit here and safely say we both deadlifted 600 pounds, and our packs are doing great. If anything, it's good for your back. But um, back to your question of my first time deadlifting, I remember I was in seventh or eighth grade. I can't remember what time, but you had me uh, upstairs in our high school gym, and it was trap bar, trap bar deadlift. And I remember hitting 265. That was my first ever deadlift max, seventh or eighth grade, picking up 265. And I remember I was pumped about that. I really don't think I did like anything else that day. I think we just went in. I just loaded up the trap bar, picked up 265, and we just left. I don't remember anything else. But um, that's that's my first memory of deadlifting was that. And then fast forward my freshman year of high school, we got a new strength coach. You were out of high school new strength coach comes in and he was a former power lifter. Um, so he had us deadlifting and I remember I deadlifted 315 my freshman year of high school, definitely all back, back rounded, um, just grinded that shit out. But I, again, I was fucking pumped about it. You know, 315, I was freshman in high school. He was pumping me up. Everybody was hyping me up 14 years old. Um, and then I remember my sophomore year, I deadlifted 385 conventional. Um, again, all back, um, definitely all back. But I was still pumped. And I remember coming out of all those weights classes, I'd always be texting you. I'll oh, just hit this number, just hit this, just did this. You know, bench, squat, didn't matter. Power clean, I was doing those too still. Don't believe in those. But um, I remember texting <laughs> you just everything I was hitting. I was, like you said, I was PR and left and right too. Um, but yeah, sophomore year, 385. And then, um, I, I think junior and senior year, I didn't really push the deadlift anymore because that strength coach left. And then our football coach became the strength coach and he took deadlifts out. So we went back to power cleaning. Um, again, I agree with you. It's definitely not any safer. I think it's worse as well. But um, so we went back to power cleaning, stopped deadlifting, and then I didn't pick deadlifts back up until it was summer after my senior year. I started coming up to IBB to deadlift with you on some Saturday leg days. And I remember the first time I was there doing that, I, I think I picked up maybe 405, um, but I got a tip. The first guy to ever give me a tip at IBB was D Spina, the man. He walked up. Right after I just deadlifted, I remember I was wearing my like New Balance shoes, Purdue shirt. It was like first time I'd ever been in there. And he's like, hey, he's like, first I would tell you to take your shoes off. And he's like, point your toes out a little bit. He's like, you don't want to point your toes straight forward. And I'm like, all right, cool. So, you know, I'm taking whatever advice I can get. Good advice. Now I know that. Um, of course it is from D. But so I remember that just going up there, deadlifting for the first time. Maybe I pulled four. I don't know what it was, but just getting those tips from D and then things just really took off from there. I feel like for both of us. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, the atmosphere at IVB, like, you know, you, you're, everything's just going to get better when you're 
hanging around people that are lifting heavy weights and pushing you and pushing themselves. Like you're just going to continue to progress. And, um, yeah, we, we were lucky to get in there at a great time, you know, when, like you said, D Spino is still around, uh, shout out to Dylan, one of the best guys that you'll ever meet. Um, such a big heart. Uh, Jay was still in there, uh, for a little bit before he left for Austin. Zach was still on his powerlifting strongman grind. So he was still hitting weights and he hadn't switched over to the Ironman stuff just yet. So we, we got in there, you know, um, Tanner was in there, uh, as well. I mean, he was my, my coach for a few months and, um, yeah, we got in around a lot of knowledgeable guys who had lifted much heavier weights than we were at the time. And, uh, yeah, we progressed pretty quick. I mean, one thing I want to just say when it comes to the, the crowd saying that deadlifts are bad for your back and, you know, they're, they're unhealthy or unsafe, if you will. The main thing that I'll say to that is anything is unsafe when it's done incorrectly. Yep. And if you think about it, like if you drive incorrectly, it is very unsafe, but you drive all the time. It doesn't stop you from driving, but if you drive on the wrong side of the road, yeah, it's fucking unsafe. Like you're going to hit a traffic head on. If you don't look in your mirrors when you switch lanes, of course it's fucking unsafe. Like you didn't even look to see if there were other cars. Like when you're driving fucking twice the speed limit and there's a sharp turn, of course it's unsafe. Like if you, okay, you, you guys get the analogy, but it's like when deadlifts are done incorrectly, they are unsafe, but that is the same for any other lift. Just because it happens to be the back that ends up getting hurt. Doesn't mean it's any different than a bench press done incorrectly and your shoulder hurts. Everyone complains about shoulder pain when they bench incorrectly and yet they don't stop doing bench press because it's a fucking bro lift, you know, like <laughs> anything done, like it just doesn't stop them. So it's like anything done incorrectly is of course going to be unsafe. So just keep your ego in check. Start with a, uh, you know, lower weight, learn how to actually deadlift and then progress from there. Like, and another thing on that, that specific point is like weak things break. You know, you, we tweet this all the time. Like, it's huge in the powerlifting world. I think, I don't remember who said that, but like um, probably Louie of, of Westside is probably the first time, you know, first person to say that, but it's like weak things break. And so when you have never done a deadlift before, of course you are going to, you know, hurt something if you push it to a point that it can't handle because it's weak. Your body has never experienced that, that range of motion it's never experienced the amount of weight that you're able to deadlift in the, in that, you know, um, plane. Um, so it's just like, of course you're going to be weak in that, that movement pattern. You've never done it before. So one getting strong and two actually learning what the fuck you're doing will prevent it from being an unsafe lift. 100%. And the best thing we ever did was, I mean, get into IVB, but, I hired Tanner as well. I mean, the best thing we did was hire a coach. That's the, it's the best thing you can do to learn deadlift at a high level or any lift at a high level. If you don't want your shoulders to hurt, if you don't want your back to hurt, hire a coach. Um, three to six months of education with a good coach and you're set for life. You'll never worry about injury again unless you just do something really stupid. 
but shameless plug there on my services. But um, yeah, and we we saw that firsthand. I mean, because we we pushed our body to, you know, we had the proper education, the proper technique, and we pushed that shit to the limit, man. I mean, prepping for that uh, strongman comp in 2020, um, we had to deadlift 500 pounds in that strongman comp. We had a deadlift ladder of 400, 455, and 500. And the top of that deadlift ladder, we had to prep and hit 500 along with the other events. But neither of us had deadlifted 500 before, and we signed up for that comp due to peer pressure, the good kind of peer pressure uh, from all the guys. But um, I remember in training, like, it, it it was crazy. I remember the first time we both deadlifted 500 pounds, back to back you hit it and then i hit it right after you no by no means was it good looking i remember um doing like i think we did i did like three and a half reps and i dropped it and i remember just having like purple and red dots just all across my like neck my upper chest and like my traps like just ruptured a bunch of blood vessels and then i was just like my cns was just right i was wrecked before before you go before we go to before we go to our first time pulling 500 like let's just go go back for a little bit and talk about where we were previous to that day because i think that makes the story of pulling 500 a lot more interesting and a lot more um i guess impressive but it wasn't super impressive to us you know um yeah before that day your previous max was 430 like that was the most that you did. And I think that was the day that Dylan gave you the tip of taking off your shoes and like, you know, doing that whole thing uh, was you did 430. And it, it honestly was not long before you pulled 500. It was probably like two months before. It was probably like the beginning of summer when you pulled 430. And then the end of summer, whenever you were close to coming up here or coming to Indy to live with me, um, that we ended up pulling it um, somewhere around there. And, um, yeah, so you hit a 70-pound PR, and I was, you know, we were only supposed to go for a double on 500, and pre- my previous highest uh, weight that I had done was 455. So, you know, a 45-pound jump for myself, but when we went in there that day, it was like, we're pulling 500. Like, Dude, you texted I was set up to before. do a t- you texted me the day before yeah. and you were like, we're pulling five tomorrow. And I, I don't even think I'd been like deadlifted like crazy serious. Obviously, I had pulled 430 <laughs> at the beginning of the summer. Hadn't been doing like much deadlift training to really prep for that. You just said, hey, we're pulling five tomorrow. I said, all right, fuck it. I'm in. <laughs> Stepped in the gym. <laughs> how you go into a gym and, and everybody's like, what do you got? What do you got today? What do you got today? I was like, I got some pulling five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you had been lifting at that, uh, you know, commercial place down in Seymour, our hometown, the Fitness fourteen forty or whatever. Like you had been lifting there, there, then, then there was no deadlifting there. I don't think. Um, I remember you had been hitting squats with with what's his name? Um, man, I can't even remember his name now. But you had been lifting Bullard. with him, um, hitting squats at Bullard. Yeah, Tyler Bullard. That's right. And benching, you had been benching you know, significantly. I mean, you guys were lifting almost every day. You were still putting in work, but you weren't at working on deadlifts. Uh, Specifically, I was working on deadlifts. Yeah. Pretty much every day, which that that's a conversation for a different podcast, but, um, (laughs) 
but but yeah so i you know i had i was programmed tanner was doing my programming at the time and uh he told me we're going for a top double top set of two and i and i had just done 455 for five reps uh, like a couple weeks earlier and so i was like all right i mean 500 like it's two reps versus five reps i was like i should i should be able to hit 500 that's what i'm going for and so that's when i texted you i was like hey like we're putting 500 tomorrow for a double so like just bring your short bring your your deadlifting shirt hey <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 just just show up like ready to go i guess i don't know like get ready you know <laughs> prepare yourself for 12, 24 hours later to <laughs> yeah so, uh, get some sleep tonight <laughs> Prep. Yeah. Prep so, in. yeah. <laughs> prep yourself 24 hours before, like, uh, y- you know, make sure you wear deodorant and just get ready, you know? So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, so then I think you actually went first. I think you went first because then the pressure was on me afterwards and I was trying to do more than you, if I remember right. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't remember exactly. I think you actually went first, and you you did it, and you got like two, I think, and you went for three, but like dropped it at the top or something of your third rep. But yeah, like, and then I went after you, and pressure was fucking on, and I was shaking. Like you know, when I was lifting heavy, heavy every time I lift heavy weights, like I shake. I just shake uncontrollably, and um, everyone was so concerned about me shaking, but. And I ended up hitting it for four reps and we were fucking wrecked after that. Yeah. Like I said, ruptured blood vessels, um, just all across the top of my shoulders, chest and neck. And yeah, my, our nervous system was fried, man. I mean, I w- I had squatted four or five for multiple reps before that to talk about prep. Um, 405 for reps. I don't think I'd squatted anything. Eh, I'd squatted around 450. But um, just just squatting heavy was all I was doing and then benching heavy literally like every day. I remember early training, Bullard and I, we would go in there and if we were having a bad day, like we were just like, oh man, like we're not feeling it today. We would max out. We would force ourselves to max out. We just be like, dude, I'm just not feeling like, you know how those guys like they'll go in there and be like, I just, dude, I just don't want to hit legs today. I don't want to hit legs today. If any of us said that, we were fucking squat maxing that day. It was like, fuck you, get on the bar. You're squat maxing. Now you said that. It wasn't always a single, but it, you know, sometimes we just hit a heavy triple or a single. But it was, it was just so funny the way we were training. So that's really all I had done prepping up for that. But yeah, my body had only seen 430. Um, and then 500, I remember, I think, I, I think I pulled it for three, bro. I think it was three and a half. That's when I dropped it. Just saying, but, um, <laughs> we got the, we got receipts. Go look at our Instagram. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Get we'll video. see. Pull the video up. We'll take a look. But, um, yeah, we, we were absolutely wrecked, but then you come back a second time to deadlift 500 pounds. Butter. Just feels so much better. Your body's been there before. Positioning, not necessarily better. But you come back and you're like, okay, I've done this before. Been here, done that. And your body 
is like ready to do it, ready to take on that load. Your nervous system has been primed for that. Uh, no, dude, I think I actually missed it. I think, or no, because, you know, with, with waving intensity on perfecting percentages, uh, Zach's program, we I come was supposed to come back two weeks later and go increase the weight and do it for a double. And I tried like 505 or something instead of 500 and I missed. Remember, I'm I pulled not, it to, I'm not, pulled I'm not it to about my two knees. weeks later. <laughs> <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't supposed to RB well, I mean, twelve when you did either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean you gotta, you just gotta go. But uh, um, yeah, I mean you. I remember after pulling that five hundred the first time, your your fucking neck was messed up. You had blood vessels bursting and just like purple dots all over your neck and your shoulders and everything. Your eyes were beet red, like it was insane. Honestly, it, it was insane. And, um, I got sick afterwards. I think, I think that was when I got sick. Maybe like I was just fucked up. Like it just wrecked our bodies. Um, but it, I will, before we move on, I want to just point out that like this, this is why everyone says that lifting heavy weights is primarily mental. You know, like this is mental. If you want it and you believe it and you're going to go fucking get it in your mind, you can do so much more than if you don't believe it and you ain't with it. You don't have people pushing you around you. Like your mind is the biggest obstacle, the biggest roadblock to lifting heavy weights. Like it is just the truth. 100%. And I tell people that all the time, like, what do you think the like, beginner deadlifters come to me? Um, I know like Adam, he asked me um, not too long ago, like, what do you think holds people back in the beginning of their deadlift? And I was like, their mind, man. Like when you're deadlifting these weights and you, like you said, when you got to Purdue and you deadlifted 420, most people put a fourth plate on the bar, something they've never seen on the bar before. And just mentally, they just, it's just it's like this block, just seeing four four plates on the bar. It's just like, wow, like that's, that's a lot of weight. Like you just psych yourself out, talk yourself out of it. When I know we've talked about it with Zach many times, how we think we could take really anyone off the street, you know, a blue collar guy or a regular guy and get them to death deadlift four or five in as little as 12 weeks, if not sooner. Um, so it really is just a mental game. And I think obviously that's where overload comes into play, but that's a conversation for another time. Um, but yeah, and I think 500 pounds shattered a lot of mental barriers for both of us in lifting. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it was the first time that like I actually felt like I was lifting heavy weights. Like I was doing something that was actually somewhat heavy and respectable. Like especially just going to IVB and seeing the, you know, the amount of weight that gets lifted there, it's like okay, this is actually something that I feel is respectable. Am I at the top of the game? Am I at the top of the food chain? Absolutely not. But it, it felt like I was able to actually respect it. But then the thing is, is like our minds just went on to the next, on to the next. Like, okay, my next goal, five, you know, five, 45, 525. I don't even remember exactly what it was, but it was just like, cool, next, you know, heavier weight, 
next number, next number. Like we did not care. We did not put a bunch of energy into that being, you know, such a heavy weight to most people. Like it was like, we were just going to do it. And that, that is what I think most people get where they get stuck is they like, they hype themselves up so much when it comes to lifting a, a PR or hitting a max. They just like, they make it so big in their mind that their mind is like, Oh my gosh, like this is a big deal. We cannot mess up. And they almost like self-sabotage because it's like, you know, if I don't give my full effort or if I, you know, don't, if I, if I make an excuse or something feels off that day or whatever, like I, I can have a reason to save my ego if I fail, you know, but we didn't, we didn't give a shit. Like it was like, this is fucking break my back or lift the weight. Like, <laughs> and that's what it has to be. Like you have to just give everything you fucking can when you step up to the bar to lift a PR all of the cues that you have been taught go out the window. You cannot be thinking about anything else other than putting every single pound and inner, you know, ounce of effort you have into just picking the fucking weight up because that's what it's going to take. And that's, that's the difference. I mean, that's just the difference. You can see it when people step up to the bar and they are thinking about other stuff rather than just, I'm going to fucking pick this up. And I think that's what separated us the most from just our drastic deadlift gains, um, getting to 600 pounds. I know we'll talk about that, but because we just stepped into the bar, like you said, like this weight is just fucking getting picked up. Like it does not matter. You texted me and said 24 hours, we're going to be picking up five 70 pound PR for me. And I just said, fuck it. Like I'm in, let's go. Like, and that's just the mentality we've had for, Anything in lifting, I mean, anything in fucking life, honestly, we won't get into that, but, but yeah, if you step up with any ounce of doubt, you're fucked. That weight is going to staple you. You are going to be stuck on that platform no matter what, no matter what. But if you step up and just say, I'm picking this up, any means necessary, it's fucking going up. I guarantee it because you're capable, like we just said, of so much more than you think. But, um, so let's talk about this mentality going into, like you said, we just eyes on the prize moving forward. Eventually those eyes got turned to 600 pounds. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit. What, what was it like for you prepping up, progressing to 600 pounds? Yeah. I mean, it came with its failures. Like I, you know, we were talking about, you know, you stepping up to the bar, leaving, leaving no doubt in your mind and, and leaving it all on, on the platform. Like, yeah, that, that is great. And it's do or die, but you still fail sometimes, but the perspective that you have on failure makes it, makes you okay with it because when in, in lifting and in life, but we'll just talk about lifting for right now. Like when you are wanting to figure out what you need to improve, when you are trying to figure out what your weaknesses are, you have to lift heavy weight because that will show you where you break down. That will show you where you fail, whether it's, you know, below the knee or it's at lockout or your hips kick up or your upper back rounds or your core breaks, you know, your core's not going to break at 50% of your max. Like you have to go to your max to figure out where you need to improve to move forward. So don't have the fear of failure when you do step up to take a max, like 
truly leave it all out there because if you do still fail, that's great. That is a, that is right where you want to be because now you know exactly what you need to attack, what you need to strengthen in order to continue to progress. So that failure, you want to invite that failure. So the, the progression from, you know, 500 to now 635, it, it took time because, you know, I, we, we went into, let's see, I pulled 500, like, I don't know if it was in August, maybe. Um, and then I didn't pull 600 until uh, like, uh, re recently, I, I don't even know, uh, the exact, the exact dates, March, no March, I pulled 635. And I think it was like a year and a half later. Like, I'm just, I'm not going to lie about it. Like it, it took time and I wasn't like fully, you know, pushing my deadlifts and lifting heavy that entire time. Um, cause you know, life gets in the way or you just switch your style of training and honestly lifting heavy weights consistently like beats you down. Like it, it beats you down, you know? So it's hard to do. So I, I think I took some, uh, we, we deadlifted 500 and like August, 2020, I think it was. And then I didn't actually hit 635 until March of this year, 2022. So a year and a half, um, went by in that time. Um, but I remember failing 545, I think it was soon after we hit 500, I think later on, uh, in that 12 week block that we were in, I, I failed 545. I felt like I could have done 525, but Zach told me, no, nah, you're putting a quarter on the bar. We don't put anything else. We put plates and quarters, plates and quarters, plates and quarters. So, <laughs> so I went, you know, I, I, I did 500 and I was like, all right, I'll go for 525. And he said, no, you're putting, you're putting on 25. So you got 545. So I put on, put on 25s and I failed. Like I, I just did. Then, but that, I remember like he, he, said, he like yelled that, at somebody, he yelled at somebody to take, he said, you got to get all the fives and tens out of this fucking gym. Get the fives and tens out of here. Take them all out. He's like, play two quarters only from here on out. Exactly. Exactly. For those of us who lift heavy weights, like we fucking know, like you just got to push yourself sometimes to so just put more weight on the bar than you think is possible. And the people around you will help you do that. Um, <clears throat> So, yeah, so I remember failing 545, um, and then we went into the strongman training, and we had to hit 405, 455, 495. I remember during the strongman training, I actually missed, I missed 500 uh, a couple weeks before the competition, and I ended up hitting it at the competition. Um, you missed it on the, on the ladder, though. Yeah. Yeah. So it was 405 immediately into 455, immediately into 500. And I missed 500 on that ladder in training. And uh, two, two weeks later was the competition and I went in and I got it in the competition. Um, and then after that strongman competition is when I switched to sumo. And I feel like my deadlift really took off when I started to incorporate sumo into my training as well as conventional. I felt like they really complemented each other um, very well. And so after that strongman competition, I did like 500 for five sumo, like a few weeks, a few weeks later, it was like January, maybe 2021. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. But 
Yeah. Well, I mean, talk about your experience because I'm I'm still thinking through mine, honestly. Yeah, I remember the the strongman comp. Your 500 pound deadlift in the strongman comp shouldn't have counted, by the way. Um, in the comp, you had to con- you had to control the weight, and Mitch slammed it down. He picked it up, and he was so hyped that he hit it because 500 pounds was such a big deal in his head because he missed it in training. So he picks it up, and he just fucking slams it back down. The whole crowd goes, oh, because they thought that they weren't going to count it, and we were just in the novice class. So they counted it for him. <laughs> no problem. But, um, yeah, I remember I smoked him in that deadlift ladder in the competition. Um, I picked up 500, controlled it down, set it down, winked at the judge, and moved on. It was nothing. But, um, but after that, yeah. after that, yeah, we, um, we went on to sumo. And I remember just following suit. You know, you were like, fuck yeah, I'm going to switch to sumo. I was like, I'm going to switch to sumo too. Obviously, we still train both. But I was like, I'm going to switch to sumo too. And I think the reason sumo ultimately helped our conventional is because when we switched to sumo, like, yes, we were learning a lot about conventional. But when we switched to sumo, like, we got super, not super involved in learning, but we started learning a lot more about leverages and positioning. Because in sumo, I feel like sumo, you, like, have to be in a good position. You can't just muscle fuck weight anymore. Whereas conventional, we could just leverage our strong back and just kind of muscle fuck the bar up. Obviously, you still can in sumo in some capacity, but sumo was really, it forced us to like focus on leverages a lot more. And we realized like, hey, my my lower back no longer feels tight. It no longer hurts. If we use proper positioning Mm -hmm. with sumo, we could take a lot of tax off of our lower back. So then, you know, we started learning about wedging ourselves under the bar. And I think that's when things took off. When we started, like, picking up the wedge, and that was over the course of 2021 of, you know, I don't remember the exact timeline. But when we started learning wedging with sumo, um, that's when things really picked up for us. And like I said, I don't even remember the timeline. Um, I remember doing block pulls for the first time, sumo. Pulling 585. Um, that was the summer of 21. I pulled 585 off three inch blocks. I was super pumped about that. Um, and then I remember, I remember not sumo deadlifting for a while, just not deadlifting really much at all. After that, it was kind of, I, I don't know why we stopped, but then picking it back up, coming into the new year. I remember, oh, I stopped because of my spine. I was dealing with a lot of spinal compression because that's when I had squatted. I hit, I hit 505 for three squatting, and I came out from under it, and my spine was just dealing with a lot of compression. There was no injury or anything like that, but um, I just had to – I was not prehabbing or doing anything to keep my spine healthy during that time. So I talked to Zach about it, and he was like, just take – take like four to eight weeks off of loading your spine at all. So that meant squats, deadlifts, really anything, just a lot of belt squat work and a lot of, you know, hypers and taking my spine through flushing and range of motion. Um, so I finally prehab my spine, got my spine back, stopped really squatting heavy. And I think that was coming into around early 2022. And then I hosted the, um, elevate event March of 2022 
where I was like, fuck it, I'm going to pull six. Didn't necessarily know I was going to pull six. I was hoping for 550 to six in that range. Um, but in February, before that event, I remember I pulled 550 on a stiff bar on accident. <laughs> Didn't know it was a stiff bar at the time. Don't know how I fucked that one up. But pulled 550 on a stiff bar, not a deadlift bar for those who are on what a stiff bar is there's a difference between a deadlift bar and a stiff bar basically a deadlift bar just has more slack to it you get less range of motion not much but it definitely makes a difference deadlift is a game of inches but i pulled 550 i think for a double on the stiff bar um and then oh yeah that's when you that. around that around that time you pulled 610 i just watched a video the other day you pulled 610 um, I remember Caleb Gregory, it was the first time we met him. He was at IVB. You pulled 610 that day. And then that led right into March where um, I ended up pulling at the event. It helps to have a ton of guys around you screaming, get your adrenaline pumping, everything going. And at the event, I remember just fucking, honestly, just going crazy. Like it was just, it was an absolute electric atmosphere. Like just, I remember pulling five. Everyone was deadlift PR, and I mean everybody. Joey finally hit five hundred. Um, I mean, yes. just everybody. Guy, guys, brand new to deadlift. They were they were hitting three fifteen, things like that. Had never deadlift before. We're hitting three plates, so it was just a really cool electric environment. And I remember I hit five eighty five. I pulled that, and I was fucking on fire. And I was just like, "Fuck it, put six oh five on the bar. Like, let's fucking go." And um, just ended up just fucking, I mean, 605 just flew off the ground. Lockout was a little bit of a grind. I had, you know, my left knee was a little shaky, a little soggy. Probably wouldn't have counted in a powerlifting comp. But um, it flew up to the knees, but the lockout was a little shaky. But, oh, just an electric atmosphere that day. Just, I never felt more just fucking aggression in my life. I think that day was like the most aggression I've ever felt. <laughs> yeah, no, that was definitely a great day. I, um, it was, uh, we had a lot of great guys there and, and everybody was pushing themselves and encouraging each other and, and cheering each other on. I mean, it, if you don't know what it feels like to be encouraged by other people in the gym, like just go to IVB, go to IVB with a group of guys or come to, to elevate, uh, event or meet up. Um, if you're not sure what Elevate is, talk to my brother, hit him up. Like it's, these are, you know, free times that people get together and just fucking deadlift max or whatever. They got one coming up in October in Ohio. Shout out to JR. Uh, he's got his gym there in Ohio, um, outside of Cleveland called the house of steel. It's coming up October what 30th, something like that. 29th, 28th, something yeah, like that. that. that Anyways, that's yeah. So anyways, yeah, just get around some guys that are going to encourage you like that will totally shift your mindset and that will make you push even further. Like you, you will be able to lift, um, you know, 20 more pounds than you would in an empty gym with people cheering you on and, and fucking hyping you up. So, um, yeah, that was a, that was a great, a great event that, that you had and, and a, a bunch of great dudes there. Um, yeah, I mean, for when I pulled, when I was going for 600 for the first time, I accidentally put 610 on the bar. I didn't even, I mis, miscalculated, I misloaded it, and I put 610 on instead of 600. Like I put fives instead of 
uh, two and a halfs or something like that. Um, cause I had 585, but that day I wasn't even planning on pulling. I wasn't even planning on maxing. I was just, um, I don't even remember what I was would have planning on doing. Like most of these times that we have done this, like we didn't really plan them ahead of time. Like we just fucking sent it. We just sent it, you know, like when you're feeling good and you just, you just go in there and step up and make it happen. Like you just send it. Um, you don't, not everything has to be perfect and never, it's never going to be perfect. Like when you are lifting maximal weight that your body has never experienced, you're not going to be perfect. Like your body has never felt that weight and it's just never going to be perfect. Like you're always going to be, you know, not feel it, whatever, whatever it may be. Like you're going to mess something up. Something's going to break down. It is what it is. Like you got to be able to push through. So yeah, that first time I pulled 600, I remember I did it beltless and I didn't use straps. Like I had only been training with a belt and with straps the whole time leading up to that. But I just felt good that day. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm pulling 600 and I'm doing it no belt and no straps. And I'm just going to fucking, I'm just going to lift it. Ended up misloading it, putting on 610. It worked out because I hit it and it was great. I didn't figure it out until I watched the video and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> That's 610. That's not 600. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, like, um, it, it's just crazy. Like, honestly, to, to understand our deadlift progression is to understand that not everything, one, your training doesn't have to be perfect. If you're doing the right, if you're doing the right lifts and you're pushing yourself, when you do go in the gym, like you will progress if you know the, the right things to do, but also a lot of it is mental. Like if you just believe that you are going to push yourself beyond what you th- were previously capable of, you will be able to do it. Um, and, and I think we are definitely a testament to that. Um, cause yeah, then, then going to the elevate meetup, I pulled 635 and that was two months after I pulled 610, um, pulled 635 that day. And I, I did use a belt on that one and use straps. And I was fucking pumped up afterwards. If you guys haven't seen the video, uh, I'll, I'll post it again on Twitter. I need to bring that back around. Cause this is a fucking hype video. I was, I was so pumped. I remember I turned around, punched you in the chest. I was so excited, jacked up. So that's the most that I've ever hit is 635 on that day. And, and honestly, I tore my ad after shortly after that. So I haven't even deadlifted much since. But yeah, that that was the the peak of my deadlifting career right there. <laughs> Is that it? That's it. The no, 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 no. It's 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 the current it's the current is the current peak. Don't don't get it wrong. Don't get it wrong. It's the current peak, but it's not it's not the last. This ain't the end. This ain't it. Oh shit. Um Man, that day was crazy. That day you pulled 610 was crazy. Like you said, no one expected it. You didn't say you were going to do it. Next thing you know, it was just on the bar. Next thing you know, I'm fucking screaming, and you just fucking picked it up. I mean, simple as that, I guess. <laughs> but, um, yeah, just just like you said, like with, with people's training, everyone's like, oh, if they want to pull something heavy, your training's got to go perfect. You got to – do everything perfect. Positioning's got to feel great. No, there's so many days we went in there just feeling beat down, feeling tired, feeling, you know, whatever, whatever all these people are feeling. And we just, we just fucking sent it. Like you said, we just got it done anyway. We, there was nothing perfect about our prep. There was nothing perfect about our progress. There was no, 
no, nothing, nothing perfect about it. And we, we just got it done. That's just, that's what our training has came down to just over the years of just, just getting the fuck done. And I don't know what I was going where I was going with that, but <laughs> I mean, even our, Man. even our consistency was not perfect. I'm, I'm just going to be honest with myself. You know, I'll just be honest with, with everybody. Like my consistency is not, was not perfect. And it, and it's got, it is my consistency is the best it's ever been right now. Cause we're doing 75 hard. Um, but like there are days that I skipped the gym. There are days that I fucking sucked. There are days, you know, there are days that I didn't eat much or I was, you know, didn't, didn't hydrate or like, yeah, like I'm not saying that that's the way you should do it, but I'm just being honest with my struggles of like, there are times when I was not consistent. I didn't show up for myself in the gym. You know, I, I, I didn't, but when the time came to, when the time came to the fucking nut up or shut up, you just, you get it done. You, you mentally lay it all on the line. And I think that's going to happen more times than not, like in anything, like you said earlier, like just life got in the way, you know, we both started a business. We both working nine to fives, doing the business on the side at the time, trying to just get our shit rolling. And, but that's going to happen with everyone. Like everyone's going to experience life getting in the way, whether it's having kids, getting married. Obviously I'm not a dad, I'm not married, but I know I work with a lot of clients who are. So just that is going to happen to everybody. But like, like you said, when the time came to get it done or not, we got it done. We just kept getting back on the horse. We didn't, we didn't say, Oh, Wednesday we missed that just fucking threw the rest of our week off. No, if we had an opportunity to get in there Thursday, like we, we just got back in there on the, after the days we missed, we didn't dwell on those. We were just like, okay, we're going to get right back in Thursday and just go do the work. We know that needs to be done. No, it wasn't crazy consistent. Could have been a lot better, but I don't think anyone's crazy consistent and most people just sit there and beat themselves up over their inconsistencies and over their missed days and missed meals and all these different things. No, we're the perfect example of we missed all those things. We just got right back on the horse and just kept fucking going and the results still came. Yeah. I mean, you hear that saying all the time, just progress over perfection. And, um, that's not saying you shouldn't strive for, you know, more consistency, but you shouldn't let the uh, times that you mess, mistake, you make mistakes or you miss your workouts or whatever, spiral your mindset into missing the next day too. And then you're, you're down two days and you're beating yourself up over missing two days. And then you don't show up on the third day either because you just don't feel like it because you're so, you know, down because you allowed yourself to spiral, you know, spiral down from one mistake. But I think we should just talk about to wrap up here um, for someone who is wanting to progress their deadlift. Like what are, what are the best ways to do that? I mean, I, I think they understand from if they've listened to the rest of this, that the mental aspect of just, you know, sending it and being willing to give it everything you have when you show walk up to the platform is the number one thing. But when it comes to training, like what specific lifts, or things were the best contributors to the progress of your deadlift? Yeah, I think um, posterior chain is the best thing you can be doing for the deadlift. Obviously, it's a ton of posterior chain. 
Um, we did a lot of like SSB squats. If you don't have an SSB bar, like just squatting is going to complement your deadlift a ton in general. Um, and then I think a lot of people neglect their posterior because it's not what you see in the mirror. You know, you sit there, you look at your abs, your chest, your biceps, all that in the mirror. But a strong deadlift is going to be the opposite of all that. It's going to be your hamstrings. It's going to be your glutes. It's going to be your hips. It's going to be your erectors. It's going to be your upper back. It's going to be your core. So just any heavy compound posterior chain movement, such as good mornings, um, even heavy carries, reverse hypers were obviously a great one. Hip thrusts are a great one. Um, variations of deadlifts, RDLs, snatch grip deadlifts, just all these different variations that we did. I mean, we just bulletproofed our back with heavy sandbags, heavy stones, all these things that we were doing. I know most people, you know, you need a specialized gym for those things, but progress your deadlift you definitely don't need a specialized gym but i would say just double down on your posterior chain and stop maxing out every fucking time you go into the gym um actually take some time to look at your weaknesses and to develop those weaknesses don't just go in and you know it's not you're not gonna be able to progressive overload a deadlift max it's just not gonna happen you're not gonna be able to go in and pick up 315 and the next day walk in and pick up 330 and just keep doing that over and over and over again. If you're not getting educated at all, if you're not looking at your weaknesses at all, we were only able to progress so fast and keep in, keep hitting PRs because we were getting educated and because we were looking at our weaknesses and having other people look at our weaknesses and developing them going in another day of the week and just, okay, our hips are weak. That's what we need to work on. Our hamstrings are super weak. We need to get more heavy volume on our hamstrings. That's how we were able to progress. So I would say identifying your weaknesses, stop fucking maxing out all the time, and then just heavy posterior chain work. Yeah, I mean, if I had to say one lift that is not deadlift that contributed to my deadlift progression, it would be sandbag carries. So if you've never done sandbag carries, you should absolutely try to find a gym that has them and do sandbag carries. And you'll understand what I'm, why I'm saying this because it takes a special type of strength to, to do sandbag carries or really any strongman event that there is. Like I hated the log, but the log is just a different type of animal. Like you just have to be strong and weird positions for the stones. You got to be strong and weird positions, but the sandbag carries for one are the main thing that helped me progress my deadlift. If you do not have sandbags at your gym, not accessible, um, you can always buy one, but the other lift outside of that, that I think also would, would, uh, contribute to my deadlift progression is front squats. I hate front squats. And I try to avoid them as much as possible. But if you want to have a strong deadlift, front squats will absolutely help you get there. They are, you know, he was saying about the, the posterior chain. Um, I mean, front squats are great for your core. They are great for your upper back and mid back. Like when you are front loading the weight onto, you know, in a squat or even in the sandbag carry, like there's a lot of, um, similarities between all of these lifts. Think about the deadlift and where the weight is. It is front loaded on your body. Okay. When you, when you do sandbag carries, the weight is front loaded. 
when you do, you know, front squats, the weight is front loaded. So the pressure is on your posterior chain to maintain that, you know, uh, integrity in your spine and, and other things throughout all of these lifts. Um, so I would say those two lifts are going to be the best things to do for your deadlift, sandbag carries and front squats. And if you don't have sandbags, you do have a bar to do front squats, even if you go to a commercial gym, wherever. Um, if you, if you had to add one more to those two lifts, what would it be? Just one more movement. One more movement, because let's be, you know, let's just be straightforward. Like someone who's listening that is not, you know, an expert doesn't feel like an expert, but they, but they want to progress their deadlift and, and increase their strength. Like, let's just be very clear on uh, specific lifts that they can do. I would honestly add planks or weighted planks um, because a lot of people, they talk about strengthening their core in, you know, in regards to the deadlift, but people will go start doing crunches and Russian twists or leg lifts and things like that, which those things are good. Don't get me wrong. Yes, you can strengthen your core, but a plank and a deadlift are so similar to where your core is contracted the entire time. And then you, if you even add weight, don't add the weight over the top of your shoulders. Add it over more of your butt and lower back area. But if you add weight and you contract your core the entire time, it's contracted and it's under a heavy load. So I would say planks and then to take that even further, do weighted planks and really just squeeze the shit out of your core just like you would a deadlift. And that's how I've thought about a lot of training. It's just like, okay, my core does this during the deadlift. How can I strengthen that with other movements just like the deadlift? planks are my favorite. Yeah, 100%. I, yeah, I would, I'd agree with that as well. Core strength is going to be absolutely vital. Um, <clears throat> core and upper back strength are like the two biggest, absolute biggest things when it comes to deadlift. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, just speaking to the core, you know, like you said, most people go do sit-ups, crunches, whatever. Like the core, that is not the main function of your, your core. The main function of your core is to maintain, um, a static position in your spine. It's to protect, protect your spine from hyperextending. Um, that's what the function of your core is. It is not to, you know, scoot or, uh, like do a crunching motion. It's to keep your spine from hyperextending backwards. That's what the function of the core is. So maintaining spinal integrity through like a static contraction is what the core is designed to do and what it is there to do. And that's what it does during the deadlift. And that's what it does during weighted planks as well. So yeah, definitely never do crunches or sit-ups or whatever. If your goal is to build a strong core to be able to lift heavier deadlift. Cool. To wrap up last question. When is your deadlift return? We going to progress our deadlift. We going to come back. <laughs> you said you're pushing. Oh. Sounds like you're going for seven. When's that coming? Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Um, we'll see. When Claire and I settle down into uh, uh, the place that we'll live for an ex extended amount of time, I'll find a good powerlifting gym to hop back into it and get back to it. Because when you're lifting heavy weights, like you just need, um, you need the 
uh, emotional or just like other stresses to be less. <laughs> you know, when you're trying to push heavy weights, you need all of the um, energy, nervous system energy that you have to go towards lifting heavy weights. So you need less stress in other areas of your life, like emotional stress, physical stress, all of those things um, fatigue your central nervous system. And if you have a fatigued central nervous system, you, you're not going to progress heavy weights easily. I mean, you might be able to, but it's going to be hell. Um, so yeah, when, uh, <clears throat> when we get settled down, I'm sure I'll push it again. But right now in this season, we're doing 75 hard, you know, we, you and I both are Claire is, um, and a lot of other guys. So since we're working out seven days a week, two times a day, I'm focusing more on, uh, you know, bodybuilding movements and more hypertrophy right now than pushing the deadlift. But once we settle in and, and, um, find a good gym for it, I'm down to push to seven. That's, that's the next milestone. <laughs> Speaking of 75 hard, Mitch failed. Mitch failed. Yeah. 75 hard. He forgot, uh, he forgot to take his progress picture. He did everything else yeah. and didn't take a progress picture. So he's back to day one. But um, there you yeah. have it. Anyone looking to progress your deadlifts, feel free to hit me up. I'd love to help you out in any capacity. If you just want to break down, shoot me a DM. I'd love to break down your deadlift. Peace.